So this episode is a little different. It's just an excerpt from a two-hour masterclass on getting noticed at work presented by the Excellence and Leadership Institute. David Hajar and I are talking, and you are not going to want to miss what we're going to be talking about. Stay tuned. In a world of incompetent bosses, micromanagers, and petty tyrants, one management professor claims that he can help you become the kind of leader that you would want to follow. You are listening to The Leadersmith. Now, here is your host, Darren Gertis. So we are very glad to have you in this session with us as we're talking about how to get noticed at work. Um, in general, what we do is we teach leadership, but underneath leadership, what we're doing is we're trying to help people uh, get promoted, uh, move from one company to another, or get promoted within their own company. And one slice of that is how to get noticed by upper management or the executives where you work. Uh, so I'm very glad to be here, and uh, particularly with uh, David Hajar. David is uh, phenomenal. He has a wealth of information to bring to this. David has been, um, I, like, he's been on a diplomatic passport, broken, brokered million-dollar deals, uh, led the U.S. government um, initiatives on uh, certain foreign uh, things, like the the invasion of uh, Russian invasion of Georgia. He was their point person. He, uh, this guy, has a wealth of knowledge um, about the subject matter we're going into. David, what what else would you like them to know? Uh, actually, I think that one one um, interesting point is that I'm able to bring to the table experience in over 130 different countries mm -hmm. and from both the private and the public sector. Mm -hmm. So a lot of these principles are universal and they cut across you know, any setting that you might be in. Um, and some of them have uh, potential cultural nuances of how they work. But in general, it, a lot of what we're going to be talking about today has to do with really um, uh, some, some disciplines, some ways of thinking, some mindsets, and, and actual activities that will um, help, uh, help you get noticed and help position, put you in a position uh, where your value is recognized. You remember I was telling you about how I, I take regular breaks and walk around my team. Mm -hmm. I actually make it a point to walk around all the different floors, uh, if, you know, all, all the different departments. Mm -hmm. And in that process, I stop and say hello to people. I get to know them and, and automatically start building those relationships, those ties, yeah. that trust bond. Now, I'm, I'm not encouraging anybody to smoke, but I am a smoker. And to having to take a regular break and go outside and have a cigarette, for me, has been an incredible tool um, for meeting people from other departments and other places and just having a regular time to sit there and maybe have a cup of tea or, you know, it doesn't have to be a cigarette. But, but you got to tell that story about the drivers. Um, one, one thing um, that I used to do a lot was travel around the world and uh, particularly, you know, visiting uh, U.S. embassies or USAID missions. I had designed a full training for helping uh, USAID missions 
um, do contingency planning and prepare for emergencies and responding to uh, critical situations, let's say. And um, one of the things that I really made it uh, a, a point to do is uh, on a regular basis uh, to, to take a break and just go outside. And for, for me, it was a, an excuse to, to have a cigarette. And um, I would purposely go and sit down with the drivers. Now, every mission, every embassy has you know, a whole cadre of uh, local individuals who know the city well, and, and they've been employed as drivers. Um, unfortunately, they're often really not valued and not treated very well. They're very much taken for granted. People leave them, you know, waiting outside for hours in the sun uh, while they're in a meeting or what have you. And uh, for me, um, everybody is valuable and has an important intrinsic place within the team. And so in situations like that, I actually would get them lunch and and feed them in in their cars or whatever if they're waiting for me or I'd let them go. Stop. Stop, stop, stop. Right there. If you're hearing what he's saying, just listen to that. I would purposely go and sit down with the drivers. Now, every mission, every embassy has you know a whole cadre of uh, local individuals who know the city well, and, and they've been employed as drivers. Um, unfortunately, they're often really not valued and not treated very well. They're t- very much taken for granted. People leave them, you know, waiting outside for hours in the sun uh, while they're in a meeting or what have you. And uh, for me, um, everybody is valuable and has an important intrinsic place within the team. And so in situations like that, I actually would get them lunch and, and feed them in, in their cars or whatever if they're waiting for me or I'd let them go. Stop. How brilliant is that? He's getting these people that are overlooked lunch. Only good things are going to happen from that, right? Only good things. Okay, continue, please. <clears throat> no, but, but, but that's right on point. I mean, it got to the point where I, on a regular basis, I would go downstairs. They would be waiting for me. They would prepare tea for me. We would sit down. I would learn about their families. I would learn about their children, where they were working before. Now, these are the people who spend their entire day listening to the news, figuring out where is, is it safe to drive? What are the, where is their traffic? Where is their potential problems? How can they get us in and out uh, of different uh, places and situations and meetings most efficiently, most effectively? They are the, basically, we couldn't get our job done, our work done without them. Mm-hmm. And so spending that time with them, even though that this was not my in, initial intent, I was just valuing them as people. Yeah. I became the hub for all intelligence. And, you know, again, I'm, I'm, we're working in dangerous areas. We're responding to disasters or, or their conflict areas in the Middle East or, or other places. And so as soon as, you know, something would, would be stirring up in the community, the drivers would immediately come to me. I would be the first person to know, not the security officer, not the military attache, not, 
they would come to me and they would share with me what was going on. You know, David, your team, maybe you need to be careful about, you know, you might want to postpone this meeting. Don't go to this area for the next two days, you know, and on and on and on. Um, and, and so I, I kind of became the go-to person for security information. And the flip side is also true. Anytime then somebody at the embassy or the mission needed to get something done, they would come to me. I was the outsider. I was there for a short term, but they would come to me because I had built all those relationships, not just with the drivers, but with the custodial staff as well and so on. So if they needed uh, you know, anything done outside of the building or, or some, you know, some repairs or some maintenance or whatever, um, I already had all the relationships. And so I, I was the go-to person for problem solving both are kind of bridging those two uh, populations within the missions and the embassies. Now, that story is just phenomenal. And it's phenomenal for a couple of reasons. The first is that very often, like we're talking about how to get noticed at work. You're not thinking about how to get noticed by the drivers. But if you want to get noticed by the upper ups, what did he have? He had all this valuable information. How do you get it? Because he was kind to these people because he just appreciated them as people. So your tendency is to try to suck up. Stop sucking up. Don't do that. Okay. I, nobody likes to suck up to begin with, but that's not what he did. What do you do? He got intelligence from these drivers because he was kind to them. And then that armed him with something that he had for the upper ups that they valued. So you have to think like, just if you need to rewind this and listen to that entire story again, but that is breaking down silos. And if you can do that, you're going to be incredibly valuable and be noticed. Okay, so that brings us to our quotation for contemplation for today. It's from Scott Adams, the creator of Dilbert. He said, remember, there's no such thing as a small act of kindness. Every act creates a ripple with no logical end. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. I hope that helps you have some food for thought for how you can be a better leader, the kind of leader that you would want to follow. Mm -hmm.